To get what you want out of life, you need to first act as the person you want to be by doing the things they would do so you can have the things that they would have. This is your host, Jordan Carroll, and welcome to the Sunday Ain't Scary Podcast. The show dedicated to those addicted to living outside of their comfort zone, obsessed with designing a life of freedom, and for those who choose to make every day count because they know Sunday ain't scary. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Sunday Ain't Scary Podcast. If you're here listening for the first time, welcome. Thanks so much for coming. If you're here for the second, third, fourth, fifth time, thank you so much for being here. Please do share the podcast if it does provide value to you. That is my one request. Write a review if you have some time, but let's jump into this week's concept because it's really fucking cool. Now, this concept of be, do, have. I feel like I read about this in a book, although I don't remember which book it was a year ago, maybe two years ago, but it came up again in some learning in a course I'm doing by this entrepreneur named Louise Henry. She's awesome. She's really in kind of the the entrepreneurship productivity course creation space and, and teaches people how to run businesses with tech tools in a simple way, which I really, really appreciate. And as I was going through her course, she introduced this concept of be, do, have, and I recognized it, but the way that she outlined it was just so simple, yet so profound, that I had to share it with you. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Let's talk about one thing real quick. Mindset and just reframing the way that you look at things is one of the best hacks of life because a lot of times you can't change the actual thing, but you can change the way that you look at that thing or that situation. And that can be just as good because all of our individual perspectives are our own world. So if you can change your world to match what you want it to be, rather than expecting the external world to match to your internal world, you can move mountains. That's what you can do with this technique and this concept. So what we're conditioned to believe is actually the opposite of be, do, have. It's the conditioning that we get is usually have, do, B. Now let me say it out in a sentence. I have to have this before I can do this thing so I can be this person. So I have to have something so that you can do something so that you can be a certain person. When people talk about the imposter syndrome, when people talk about lack of confidence, these types of things, often the cycle that they're stuck in is a cycle of this have, do, be mindset. You might be someone who wants to enter the entrepreneurship space, start a business, but you say, I need to have money to be able to do maybe a coaching program, to be an entrepreneur that makes money, but that ends up giving you this kind of false dichotomy of this chicken and egg, right? In order to be an entrepreneur that makes money, you got to invest money to learn, right? I'm a big proponent of coaching. I'm a big proponent of investing in yourself. And I think giving some sort of commitment financially, especially up front, even if you don't feel like you have it, is a great way to encourage momentum. It's a great way to encourage action. And that means you have to be resourceful. It means you might have to borrow money. It means you might have to go into debt. It means you might have to do a side job that you don't like doing. It's a lot of different things, right? But let's go back to this point of have, do, be, and why it's counterproductive. In have, do, be, you're waiting for an external factor to change you. And that's when you can get into this this loop of inaction because if the world has to has to change for you to do something, then it will always change in ways that you don't anticipate because you really can't control anything external of yourself. So the upgraded way of thinking, which is the name of this podcast, <laughs> be, do, have. 
And at the beginning of this, in the intro, you heard me kind of walk through those three steps, right? So you go from have, do, be, where you have to have something before you do something to be somebody, to be, do, have. I will act as the person I want to be by doing the things they would do so I can have the things they would have. Yes, this requires you to understand that there is a next level version of yourself that already exists in possibility. Luis calls it U2.0. I liked how she brought that into it. So in order to access U2.0, it requires you to act like U2.0 before you're ready. Some people call it faking it till you make it. But the reality is, if you act a certain way long enough, you just become that way, right? If I want to pretend that I'm a gym rat, but I've never been to a gym, and, and I'm recognizing that me 2.0 is the person that goes to the gym every morning. Well, then if I just fake it and I go to the gym, I may not know all the exercises. I may look like an idiot for a while, but over time I would start to maybe learn some things. Maybe I would get a personal trainer. Maybe I would start to increase my lifts because my, I'm getting some gains, right? And then if you just do that long enough, you know, quote unquote, fake it and just show up for yourself, eventually you are that person, you are the gym rat because you're there every morning. So this whole fake it till you make it thing, I think is an interesting concept because it comes with some baggage and people people see it as a negative, but I see it as, hey, if you can take some of the pressure off yourself and just think of like this U2.0, it can be really helpful, right? Whenever you make a decision, whenever you do anything, you connect to U2.0. And the more that you can make decisions based on that person, the pressure is relieved from you because you don't have to make a decision based on, quote-unquote, you in this moment, if that makes sense. Matthew McConaughey has a really good speech on this, by the way, which I need to make a note to include in the, the show notes. He talks about his hero. His hero is always him 10 years from now. And I always thought that was interesting, that particular speech. So watch that speech. It'll be in the show notes, because he has a really eloquent way of putting basically this concept into practice. And he's a pretty successful guy, so might be someone worth listening to. Questions that you can ask yourself about you to kind of come to this U 2.0 to, to move forward with the B do have. Think about this. Who do you need to be to get the result that you want? How does that person act? How do they make decisions? What are some traits that that person has? How does this person feel about themselves? It can even help to create an alter ego, create a name for that person. I've got two examples. One, when I was living in Mexico, if you know anything about Mexican culture, it's very laid back. It's very slow. But I am not that type of person. I am on time. I'm punctual. I'm usually five, ten minutes early to everything. I rush to get from point A to point B because time's a wasting. And I just have this overall kind of sense that everything needs to be hurried. I don't know if that's just an American thing, like, you know, from the United States, that just becomes a way that we act. I don't know. Not everybody's like me, but I know that it's more common culturally in the United States for people to be in a hurry than, say, in Mexico. My ex-girlfriend, and at the time, she is Mexican, much slower pace, much more relaxed, much less uptight. And on Saturdays, we would have this thing because there were so many times where I would walk in front of her or I would kind of be in a hurry on a Saturday with nothing to do. And there's nothing stupider than being in a hurry with nothing to do. Her and I came up with this plan where I would go by Juan Jorge. So I even named him Juan Jorge. That on the weekends, especially on Saturdays, Juan Jorge would be the person that would show up. Juan Jorge, who I developed some traits for, was a relaxed surfer guy. 
didn't care about time at all was late to everything, was chill. And it was funny how I could step into this weird alter ego and just say, hey, I'm going to chill today because it's Saturday and it's Juan Jorge's day. I picked Juan Jorge, I think, because I liked Jorge and she liked Juan as a name, so I just combined them. Anyway, a lot of people create alter egos. High top-performing athletes, it's actually a book, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. High-performing athletes, Beyonce has a stage name that she goes by, not to strip, but to sing. But strippers do have stage names too, so they have alter egos. Cinnamon something or other, sugar or whatever some of their names are. So you can create this for you, and if you do create that kind of name, and you do go about this strategy to create a U2.0 and really visualize it, it's also helpful to have something totally unique about that person that can trigger you to change. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when you create an alter ego, and you want to snap into that alter ego, it helps to have some type of trigger. I had an old client of mine, he actually edits this podcast and he'll probably hear this. So Dom, I hope you enjoy this reference. But we were working together and I remember that he was feeling less than confident about reaching out to people on LinkedIn. But let's talk a little bit about this guy, Dom, because he grew up in Poland, small village in Poland. And as he grew up, he grew up around vinyls. His dad was a disc jockey, and there were all these vinyls spread around his house. And he would take these vinyls out on walks with a stroller. So here's this 8 to 10-year-old pushing the stroller along with the vinyl in the stroller. That's how much he cared about vinyls and music. So he grew up around music. And then the first time he heard rap, I believe he said it was an NWA album. And someone had went to the United States in his village or small town and brought back a cassette. And at that time... They had to basically share that cassette and people had to take turns listening to it before they ended up copying it and doing whatever it is that they had to do. And he was so influenced by rap and rap culture, especially U.S. rap culture, because the things that they were talking about were the things that he was experiencing in this small, impoverished town in Poland, that he became a rapper, had a stage name that Miniaz, tell me if I'm saying that right, Dom, I'm sure you will, and he would wear, you know, these chains and he'd wear his hat backwards and he'd have like a puffy vest and he'd just kind of go all out. And when we were talking about him and in his journey to trying to find a new job and do these different things, I was like, well, here is this guy who will go on stage in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people and rap for them. But he's getting nervous to message one person on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I hope you could have a laugh about this, Don, because the funny thing was, is that we decided that he needed to step into this alter ego. He needed to be mini Oz when he was sending out these messages. He needed to go and grab the hat, grab the jacket, put them on, and it may seem and look and feel stupid, but those were things that reminded him of his confidence, of this other version that he had, and that was his 2.0, was this mini Oz. So think about how you can maybe leverage an accessory you can leverage a piece of clothing. You can leverage something that becomes that symbol for you, that turns on the alter ego, that turns on the U2.0, that allows you to step into the be, do, have, because being an imposter in your own skin is so common. But you're so much more than that. You are the person that you want to be, and it's totally possible to be that person. Also, your responsibility to step in to be that person before you're ready. So I hope that You've taken something out of this that you can immediately take action on and go be that 2.0 version of you. See you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Sunday Ain't Scary podcast. If you found value from this show, please consider three free ways that you can support, all of which will be linked in the show notes. Number one is leave a review. Reviews of the lifeblood of any podcast and help others to find me. Number two, subscribe or follow wherever it is that you're listening to this right now. Number three, share with one friend who needs to hear the message from today. If you're interested in the video version of this podcast, you can go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jordan Carroll, or check out the show notes, which will have links to all my social platforms, websites, and anything mentioned in the show. Thank you, and until next time, keep wandering. You're not lost.